0: Have you ever been laying in your bed at night and wondered, am I really forgiven? You toss and you turn and you're praying and you just feel this underlying guilt that maybe you've just gone too far. You say to yourself, I keep making mistakes. I keep failing God. What if he's finally done with me? I'm saved. I'm a Christian, but I don't feel like I'm totally right with God. I've faced that exact same feeling, that exact same fear and anxiety that maybe God's through with me. Maybe I'm just finally lost for good. Maybe he's finally decided I'm just too broken. There's so many people feel this way, so many Christians all over the world. If so many people feel that way, why do we feel like that? And how do we deal with it? What do we do with that feeling? I'm Josh Cave, and I've asked the exact same questions. In fact, I've spent my entire life asking questions, and those have led me to a lot of study and even earning a bachelor's degree in Bible and theology. I want to tell you, when I was a teenager, I had a time in my life where I felt like I was one mistake away from God being done with me. Just like so many others, I had that constant worry and anxiety. I worried all the time that I had fallen out of God's good graces. Or I wondered if he really forgave me the last time. I didn't know how to deal with it. I just lived with this underlying fear that maybe I'd finally messed up too bad. Until one day God began to speak to my heart and he began to change the way I looked at this. Before I tell you how I dealt with it, let's cue the music. Welcome to the After Youth Podcast, where we answer the most challenging questions asked by every Christian young adult. Let's dive in. To start this discussion today, I want to tell you that there are two types of guilt. First, there is a healthy guilt. We should all feel guilty from time to time. That's our conscience telling us that we've done something wrong. We've done something that we're not proud of. And we should feel that way occasionally. Whenever we make a mistake, whenever we say something wrong and we go and apologize, we should feel that way sometimes. Imagine you go and you steal something from a convenience store. You take a candy bar. You get to the car and you have a moment that you're disappointed in yourself. And that guilt is eating away at you. So you go back inside, you hand them the candy bar, you said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And that's a healthy guilt. We should experience that whenever we do something we feel is wrong. It's the same thing if I get upset and I turn around and say something without thinking, something that's hurtful, something that I really don't mean. But I go and apologize later because that guilt has torn into me and I'm like, man, I really shouldn't have said it that way. That's a healthy guilt. It teaches you and it helps you grow as a person. The second type of guilt is false guilt. Let me give you an example. Molly and I will be talking and maybe I've had a really bad day. Something came up at work, different things happen. We all have bad days. So I'm going through telling my story of all that's happened in my day and I tell her this has been a really bad day and she goes I'm sorry was there something that I did that caused it to be a bad day she does this a lot and it's not because she really thinks that she did but there's this internal worry that this insecurity that she could be the problem and she feels guilty for something she had nothing to do with And I believe that we have a similar false guilt as Christians. We should all experience healthy guilt from time to time. We all make mistakes and fail God's. The scriptures say, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. However, but I know a lot of people that have struggled with constantly feeling the way I did in high school. I spent some time youth pastoring and I talked to a lot of students, and I remember being in high school and having students come to me then that talked about feeling that guilt, feeling that, that fear that maybe they had gone too far. Maybe they messed up that one last time and God was done with them. And I believe for a lot of people that carries over into young adulthood. We all make mistakes. We all fail. And that guilt can make us question if we're really forgiven. We can wonder to ourselves, maybe maybe God didn't forgive me this time. Maybe he's tired of cleaning up my mistakes. And that's what I've found in a lot of people is they feel like they're one mistake away. And that's not how God designed us to live our lives, in fear, and worry, and constant stress about whether or not we're really saved. Maybe we wonder, am I really going to heaven one day? This is a false guilt, and it hurts us. In a Focus on the Family article, Paul Coughlin states, False guilt consumes our thinking while awake and asleep, and creates in our lives both spiritual and psychological cataracts, stopping us from seeing our relationship with God, others, and ourselves clearly. What does that mean? False guilt consumes our thinking while awake and asleep. It's constantly on our mind. We wake up with anxiety. Some of you know what that's like, even outside of of feeling guilty. You wake up with something on your mind that's stressful. That's what false guilt can do. It creates in our lives both spiritual and psychological cataracts, stopping us from seeing our relationship with God, others, and ourselves clearly. It changes the way we view everything. That anxiety, that stress, that worry can change our worldview. It can change how we see everything. So where does this false guilt come from? I mentioned in Molly's case that hers comes from internally feeling like she's the problem. And that possibly stems from other insecurities. Really not going to get into all that here. But in Christianity, I believe it comes from a similar place. There was a survey done by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. They found that 52% of Christian Americans believe in a works oriented means to God's acceptance. 52% of Christian Americans believe that they have to earn God's acceptance, they have to earn God's love, earn salvation. That same percentage is nearly the same across Pentecostals. Protestants, Evangelicals, and the number skyrockets to 70% among Catholics. So pretty much no matter what denomination you look at, people feel like they have to earn God's grace. They have to earn God's forgiveness, God's acceptance. And you may wonder to yourself, why is that relevant? Why does it matter? I'm going to tell you. The reason it's so important is because if you believe that you are working for God's salvation, then you also believe that God is judging your every move to see if you're worthy. And yeah, that's pretty stressful. That's a stressful life to live, worrying that God is looking down on you at every decision you make and thinking, "Mm, they messed up. They're done for their salvation. They better come and ask for forgiveness. I want to give it to you a little bit different way. Think back to when you were a kid around Christmas. You could have been a terrible kid all year long. But that month before Christmas, the Christmas tree comes up and all you're thinking about is whether you're on Santa's naughty or nice list. You had to do everything you could do. Your mom said, clean the room. You best believe you were going out and cleaning your room, doing the best you could. You didn't talk back. You didn't lie. You didn't do any of those things. You did everything you could to get Santa's approval to get on his nice list. And what's the worst thing that could happen? Is you do something bad. Maybe you get in a fight with your sibling. You don't clean your room. And one of your parents would come and say, you better fix that. You're going to end up on Santa's naughty list. And that constant worry in the back of your mind was that I'm going to fall out of Santa's good graces and I'm not going to get any Christmas gifts. And you'd worry and you'd stress and you'd try to do all the right things so that you could get Santa's approval. And we do the same thing with God. We believe, if we believe that we're trying to earn our salvation, then we're sitting there constantly doing the same thing. I've got to do everything right. I can't make mistakes. I can't trip up. I can't mess up. Because if I mess up, I go on the naughty list. God's not going to save me. God's not going to forgive me. What if something happened and I I get frustrated, I get mad at somebody, and then I get in a car accident and I spend eternity in hell because I made a mistake right now. And we have this worry, this anxiety of all the time trying to earn the approval of God. And I want to tell you something. We never could. We never could earn God's acceptance. The Bible talks about that over and over. That's why Jesus had to come in the first place. He had to come and die on the cross for our sins because we couldn't get it right. We couldn't do it perfectly all the time. And so now, whenever we believe on Jesus, we can know that our sins are forgiven and we come to God and say, God, I'm sorry, I've made a mistake. Can you please forgive me? But 52% of people believe they have to earn. God's forgiveness. And so I want to tell you right now, if you believe that, you probably are facing guilt. You probably are facing worry and that constant anxiety of, oh, I've got to make sure I please God because I don't want to go to hell. We believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and we ask for forgiveness because of what Jesus did. We can know that we're saved. We can know that we have salvation. So I want to tell you, That false guilt can go away from accepting the grace and love that God has for us. But maybe you're listening to this today, and you already know that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. You've already accepted that. And you're not trying to earn salvation. You just, you're still dealing with false guilt. And so back to my story from earlier. When I was a teenager and struggled with the feeling of inadequacy and And that feeling of I'm one mistake away from God not forgiving me. What did I do? How did I deal with that? I want to tell you first, I spent a lot of time in prayer asking God about it and how I could deal with it. That's been one of the ways I've dealt with all kinds of anxiety in my life is just talking to God about it. And I ten out of ten would recommend doing that. But as I continue to pray and as I continue to seek God, about this, I came across a scripture that really changed my entire perspective. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for us. And God began to reveal to me that when I was in my worst moment, my worst sin, my biggest mistake, when I was in that moment, when I was in the process of committing the worst sin that I've ever committed that was when Jesus loved me enough to die on the cross for me. Jesus didn't love me just whenever I was perfect. Whenever I was going through life achieving things for him, whenever I was doing everything well. That's not the moment when Jesus loved me enough to die on the cross. He loved me at my worst moment, at my dirtiest At my filthiest point, that's when Jesus loved me enough to die for me. And that changed everything for me because no longer was God's love attached to my performance. All of a sudden, God's love was unconditional. No matter how bad I messed up, Jesus loved me enough to die for me. That didn't tell me, okay, I can go mess up all I want, because I don't want to do that. But it let me know that God's not sitting there waiting for me to make a mistake. He's not waiting for me to slip up. He's just there. He's just loving me. He's just caring for me. As I walk down this journey of life, and whenever I trip, He's catching me, and He's holding me back up. Another thing along with this that really helped my perspective was that Jesus knows my life. I believe that God knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. And so if God knows my entire life, he knows my past. He knows the mistakes I've made. He knows how I've failed him. But he also knows my future. And he knows that six months from now, the year from now, two weeks from now, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm still not perfect. God is still working on me. And he's going to continue to work on me. But he knows that six months from now, I'm going to make a mistake. He knows every mistake that I will ever make. And he still chose to love me and die on the cross for me. And that changed the way I thought about my future. Jesus forgave me in the beginning, knowing how many mistakes I would make, knowing how many times I would fail him. And it would be over and over. But because he knows my future, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to sit there and be like, man, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. I don't have to worry. What if I mess up? What if I make a mistake? What if I fail? I don't have to worry about that because I know Jesus already knows what I'm going to do. He knows I'm going to mess up. He knows I'm going to make a mistake. And I know that he'll forgive me again. And honestly, that took a lot of pressure off of me. It showed me that my sin was not going to catch God by surprise. And maybe that can help you today. No matter how bad you've messed up or how bad you will mess up, Jesus died on the cross when you were at your worst moment. And he will forgive you every time you come to him. Every time you ask, he will be there to love on you, and he'll forget it like it never happened. And like I said, we have to stop believing that we can earn our salvation. We have to learn to rest in who God is and what Jesus has done for us. Because that's the only way that we can feel peace. The only way that peace can come is by believing that there is plenty of grace out there. That God, His grace is just astounding in how much He loves and cares for us. How else could a man like Paul? Stand before a council in Acts chapter 23 and say, Brethren, I have lived my life with a perfectly good conscience before God up to this day. The man killed Christians before he got saved. He made a lot of mistakes before he got saved. And I'm sure he made some mistakes after he got saved. We all do. We all fail. We all fall short. But he sat there and stood in front of a council. And said, I stand before you and I stand before God with a perfectly clear conscience. The only way he could do that is if he believed in his heart of hearts that God had truly washed away his sins. And he lived in peace. He rested in the peace of Jesus' sacrifice. And we can do the same thing. Jesus died and forgave us of our sins at our worst moment just like he did for Paul. Now we have to learn to rest in that peace. And before I wrap up this episode, I want to answer one question that I believe could come up through this conversation. And that question is, should I still ask God for forgiveness and why? Yes, we should continue to ask God for forgiveness. Because when we sin, we still need God to wash over it. We still need that forgiveness over again. Do we need to worry all the time because we might have failed God? No. We live in the peace knowing that we are saved by grace and that grace covers us. That doesn't give us permission to go out and just do crazy things and sin. But it does give us the peace of knowing that if we make a mistake, that God still loves us and He still covers us with grace. But when we know we've sinned, when we know we've made a mistake, we should ask for forgiveness. And even if you want to ask God for forgiveness daily, that's okay. And I want to explain why real quick. Christianity is a relationship with God. We have this intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. We believe that when we sin, whenever we make a mistake like that, we separate ourselves from God. We separate that intimate relationship and we hurt it. We hurt God. It's similar to, say I get mad and I say something mean to Molly. I get frustrated and I I say something at her that I don't mean. It hurts her. It hurts our relationship. That intimacy that we've built through years of relationship is splintered and put a wedge between it because of something that I did. And so I'll go and apologize to her. Why? Because first of all, I was wrong. I made a mistake. And two, because I want to mend that relationship with her. That relationship to me is valuable. I care about her. I care about our relationship. I care that we're close. And so I ask for her forgiveness. I ask that she forgive me for the mistake that I made. And the same is true in our relationship with God. When I sin and I make a mistake, I lie, cheat, steal, whatever it is, whatever sin that I've committed, I hurt God and I hurt my relationship with God. And so I apologize. I ask God to forgive me, to help me, and to draw me back to Him. Why? Because my sin drove a wedge between He and I. It splintered our relationship, and that relationship is valuable to me. I want God to know that whenever I mess up, that my relationship with Him is more valuable than my pride, is more valuable than my arrogance, that I'm too good to apologize. I want God more than I want anything else. I want my relationship with God fixed. And so I ask God for forgiveness. I believe that he washes away my sin and he draws me back into that intimate relationship with him. An article in Enduring Word states We pray for daily forgiveness because we want to stay in close fellowship with God with nothing hindering our ongoing relationship with him. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're too far gone for God or you've really done it now or you've really. Messed everything up now. We serve an incredibly loving and gracious God that has done so much to save us. But let's not continue grieving Him by being in sin. Let's not hurt that relationship. Let's ask for forgiveness so that we can be constantly in close contact with God. Let's take our relationship with God seriously and ask for forgiveness whenever we mess up so that we can be close again. But let's not live in fear, because I believe that there is a ton of grace. And so through this episode today, we've talked about that there are two types of guilt. There's a healthy guilt that we get whenever we make a mistake and we feel bad about it. And there's a false guilt, a guilt that comes because we have some insecurity or some fear that maybe we've continued to mess up something, even though it's off base. And a lot of the guilt that we feel as Christians comes from that false guilt where we feel like we've failed God or or made some terrible mistake that's long off base. And one of the reasons for that in a lot of Christians comes from believing that we have a works-oriented means to God's acceptance. 52% of Christian Americans feel that way. And whenever you believe that Whenever you believe that your salvation can be earned, you'll always be afraid that you're going to lose it. I dealt with the feeling of inadequacy and all that through the verse Romans 5, 6, it says, for while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for us. That reminder that in my worst moment, Christ died for me and he knows my future. Jesus forgave me knowing all the sins I would ever commit, all the bad things I would ever do. He died, and forgave me, knowing all of that. And so it took pressure off of me. My sin was not going to surprise God. And finally, we should continue to ask for forgiveness from God, not because we're afraid we're going to lose our salvation, but because we want to continue to mend that relationship with God. Whenever we mess up, we don't want to hurt God. and We want that relationship to stay close. And so we ask God to forgive us. We ask God to bring us back into fellowship with him. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To keep up with everything we have going on and get updates, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The After Youth Podcast, or on Instagram and Twitter at After Youth Pod. If you enjoy the content we put out, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This helps us reach more people with what we're trying to do, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening every week, and we will see you again next Friday.